following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. <laughs> it's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented on, by P. Tostitos. Get up, Pete. The official chip up, and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys here from the star in Frisco. As the Cowboys are 6-1, and one. we're taking your fan calls. What's the pulse of Cowboys Nation here in the midweek edition? But first, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam back in the back. Chris, welcome back. I know yesterday was a uh, it was an adventure, to say the least, getting back from Minnesota, but I'm glad you're back and well. How was that, Chris? It was amazing. Nice to get the, the trip back to take about, uh, let's see, I got back 7.57. So an entire day? So an entire day, yeah. Took out the Wasted. entire day. Yeah. But, the family I mean, there. you were there, you were on the sideline, you were shooting one of the, I guess, more memorable Cowboys wins of the season and of the Mike McCarthy era. But we're going to continue breaking that down. First off, though... Everybody doing okay before we get in the news and notes? Everybody good? Swell. Isaiah's looking Swell. fresh over here with the nice crisp shirt. Man, I just just trying to put on a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks trying to look business cash. <laughs> <laughs> Looks fantastic. I like yours as well. Cool as a cough drop. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. That's new. I like that actually. What am I wearing? Pajamas over here? No, I think you look great. I that's, like your sweater. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you ignored us for the first beginning of it. I mean, you ought to have two phones. You ought to have one phone in one hand. And you, you know, I'm just okay, saying. Listen, I'm not. He's Adam like Chef. You are on your way though. You are on your way, dog. I was tweeting off of Jerry's stuff because mm. he, you know, he covered a lot of ground here on the fan a minute ago. Well, how about let's go through it? What did he with just the news? Cover? Where do you want to start? Wherever you want to start. Sounds like they're more confident Dak Prescott will play this Sunday. That being said, let's take the week and see how it goes. Um, I, I think they they were they sounded awfully confident as we talked about early in the week and as the week went on, and he just kind of did individual and listening to the team athletic trainers and the medical staff and how Dak's responding. I think they they obviously they decided it was best for him to sit out Sunday night. It sounds like, according to Mike McCarthy. Uh, they're going to have probably a lighter practice Wednesday coming off of the night game, the road trip. Thursday, if he does full go practice like Mike kind of expects him to do, that's a great sign for Sunday compared to last week when he was off to the side and doing individual for the most part. That's a good place to start overall. Would you guys expect the same thing? Would you guys expect Dak Prescott to be back this week based off of what you've heard and what kind of the Jones family and Mike McCarthy have let out there? You know, I feel more confident about our backup quarterback than I did probably, you know, three months ago. 72 um, hours ago? You know, I, I've always said the mystery meat thing, you know, I, he gave me the bubbles. But now, you know, going out and, and winning against the Vikings, if we're going to do the same thing versus the Broncos, I think it should all give us confidence that this defense can handle uh, the Broncos. And obviously calf strains around here, guys have been taken out for two months behind that. So, Nick Eatman. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nick Eatman got one in flag football, and uh, I think he still has a calf strain. That was like a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, he says he's still not good. Oh, yeah, wow. It was more than a year and a half. Yeah, like, so he's not years. Dak Prescott, but yeah. 
But I like how you threw that in there. And I was about to go, wow, Nick and, and Dak, calf. I'm sure that has never been – the correlation has never been put together before. But you did that. That's why you're so good. Um, but, you know, I just feel as though, like, when you look at Michael Gallup and what happened with him, this has been a thing that's taken him completely off of the roster. So I just wonder the severity of it. And we'll never know. They're not going to tell us. So, like I said, I just want to – my mind is in a better place with our backup quarterback. So if we have to do this again, I'm all right. No, I'm with Heckman. I mean, we don't know how, how severe it is, but it sounds everything sounds as if it's it's not as bad as we we're expecting it to be. It sounds like those guys are ready for him to get back on the field. Um, but you know, to your point, Heck, if we had to, you know, I think we feel a lot better this week than we did last week. So, um, but let's not let's not try to roll <laughs> <the> dice again. <laughs> you don't want to. That was cool the first time. Let's not do it again. Let's not test it again. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I will say it is it's different from Gallup's thing. It's not. It is not as severe. No. Um, and it was cl- it was a close decision. I don't I don't know if they really were taking it all the way to game time. I mean, they let him warm up and see. But I think they, I think Cooper Rush had a pretty good idea he was yeah. going to start the game. If this had been a playoff game Sunday night, he would have played. He would have played. But then I mean, one of the things that was surprising to me is this hearing that during the New England game that he felt something pop like that that came out during the telecast was Sunday night. We never heard anything about a pop. No. In, in his in his ankle, I think uh, Michelle that- Tavoya was was saying that. So Uh-oh. I'm just like so was, I'm just grading that on the severity of what it actually could be. So obviously, withstanding whatever news is going to come from your Twitter account, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> just, good, hopefully good news. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at least it, with that one, it was good news. But there was some bad news for the Cowboys yesterday. Jabril Cox out for the <laughs> season with a torn ACL, and you could really hear it. I, did you guys listen to McCarthy yesterday at all? Yeah, you did. Did you hear just the pain? Of of when he was asked that question, you could hear just the discomfort from McCarthy because he loved the trajectory that Cox was on. For a coach, I'm sure that these young players are like his not his they're grown men, but they're like his kids. You know, they 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 he's nurturing them towards their NFL careers. And obviously, Jabril Cox was making an impact on special teams. He was you know kind of finding his way into trying to get those those play reps on defense, but. I mean, a young guy with so much promise and ACL injuries, I think the way that they were looked at is in the past was almost like, oh, man, season ending kind of thing. But modern medicine has advanced and hopefully he'll be back and ready for for OTAs or at least by training camp. Yeah, it sucks that his momentum stopped, man, and he has to deal with this. I mean, obviously he wasn't being a premier player for us, but, I mean, obviously what we've asked of him, he's he's definitely converted on it. Uh, everybody obviously think back to the game against the Giants where he made the big stop on the goal line. Yes, Lord. That, was, that was huge. You know, he got thrown in that situation and he killed it. Um, mm-hmm. So hate that. I hate anybody getting hurt, man. This, this weekend was not a good weekend in the NFL for injuries. No, all um, over the place, really. Yeah. Um, John Fossil, too, he was getting kind of emotional talking about him and how – you know, happens on special teams, and that's kind of his. It's kind of a parent thing. It's my responsibility when we put a player out there. I mean, he didn't cause the injury, but yeah. um, he only played nine defensive snaps this year. But I think to y'all's point, I think they they see a lot of potential there. He's a hard worker. Um, they saw growth there, and so, you know, he'll be back. I, I would imagine yeah. with with a good rehab, he'll be back by training camp um, for sure. Full go. I would I would hope that's you know. That's probably the way it usually works. Blake Jarwin was back for training camp after a week one ACL, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. And, and their linebacker depth is not what it was a few weeks ago now all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hadn't played a lot on defense, but Jalen Smith's no longer on the That's roster. Jabril Cox, uh, Francis Bernard is working back from IR. Man. So that would help, but – Francis, that, Francis, the ham is it is a hamstring injury that he's been dealing with, right? Yes. Yep. That's a hell of a tear. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 
all the way back to training camp, right? Yeah. Preseason? He didn't do much of anything in training camp. No, I didn't think so. He's He's been on the sideline for quite some time. And I guess Luke Gifford would probably be the next man up. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing special team stuff as well. But in that rotation at linebacker, maybe in some of those, those goal line and red zone packages, maybe he's thrown into the mix a little bit to where Jabril Cox was. Uh, before the injury. So we wish the best to, to Jabril, and, and we look forward to seeing him back in 2022. But, Rob, what about Tyron Smith? Any updates on him and then also Trayvon Diggs? I know those are two big names that Cowboys fans have been waiting on. Yeah, Trayvon I think is okay. We'll see how practice goes. I don't think it was really an aggravation of the ankle deal that he had before the bye. I think he just kind of got hit in that area or his leg area. Sounded like he's okay. Tyron Smith, Jerry Jones said he's got a bone spur in his ankle. Mm. So... Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that's that explains why it's been kind of this off and on discomfort and probably struggling with his mobility at, at left tackle. So, see how the week goes. What is what is a bone spur, Isaiah? And, and <laughs> can you tell me what usually that timeline is? I, Rob, you might be able to answer that question. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to play the you know play doctor here, but my experience, I've never had a bone spur, but I have known a number of guys around me that have. Um, that's it's not going anywhere. And it doesn't just change uh, by itself. That's something that you have to go get shaved down. Um, and luckily, because if it's a bone, if they have to shave it down, he'll probably be out for a couple weeks, uh, probably two or three weeks. But um, It's a little if, scope deal it's if, a, if they go in and do something. Yeah, they like go that. in. They literally just like sand, sand that bone down or, or, or chip it off. Uh. Um, then, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's, it's actually a relatively <laughs> quick recovery, uh, depending <laughs> on what what's – as long as there's no ligaments and stuff like that that are in, that are impeded by it, uh, it's, it's a pretty simple deal. But uh, yeah, you would have to miss some weeks for it. Yeah, I mean that that hasn't been something they said has been discussed at this point. Like they're going to see how he if he can get into practice and see what he can do. But it puts the question now: if if he doesn't play Sunday, uh, what do you do at left tackle? And mm, yeah, Ty Nseki was the fill in there. Lyle Collins did not play. He played left tackle in college. He didn't play it. He has not played it here. But he said Friday last week that, you know, getting some reps at left guard, the left side is where I'm comfortable. Mm. So hint, hint. that's where he started mm. his career. I, I, it's a different position than guard, but I, I, don't, I don't know. It, would, would that be that tough of a tr- transition for him if they looked at that? And they said they will discuss that and have discussed that if, if Tyron can't go this week. When well, the question came, oh, go, ahead. go for it. No, when the question came up during the presser yesterday with McCarthy, uh, whether there was ever a thought to move him over to left tackle, I like what he said about reps during the week. Hadn't taken any reps over there, so it wasn't didn't feel like to thrust him over there. And all the way going back to camp too, he said we factor that part in. And I mean, I think he just got right tackle reps when he was practicing. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to have that thought that you can just flex guys all over the place. But if he feels comfortable and that's something that you can get him some reps there, that's quality at the backup uh, position to have an eleven million dollar swing tackle. <laughs> but I would like to think that he's going to return back to the right side and maybe still boots out to the left. I, I don't know. Right now, I think we're we're dealing with so much with Lael, just the uncertainty of where he's going to be. And so I'm just looking forward to this this Sunday to see exactly where 71 lines up, if at all. I love the excitement in your voice talking <laughs> about like the potential of him being at left tackle and then just hearing it drop off when you talked about him returning to the right side. Because it's a side. roller coaster. It, it is. It's, it's, it's a roller straight coaster. Straight up and oh. straight back down. Don't bring it up. Oh, don't start sweating on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't 
For those who haven't seen that episode, Rob doesn't like roller coasters. Uh, took him a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> Twenty five years old. Yeah. First time and, on a roller coaster. And never again. My question is out. Has it been back? Um, let's. I want to continue this conversation though because Ty and Secchi did not ease the mind. It wasn't like Terrence Steele where you you had Lyle Collins as the quote unquote backup. You throw Terrence Steele back out there, and then Steele doesn't have a good game. No, Steele did what he needed to do yeah. on Sunday. He had a f- fantastic game on the film, and going back and looking at it, he handled those guys on the front seven of Minnesota, and that's i mean—that's a huge testament to him and his growth into year two. But on the left side, that didn't feel the same way with 79 out there. It didn't feel the same way with Ty and Secchi. So would you guys put Lyle Collins at that spot, especially since he's already said it, the left side I do feel comfortable on? I'm not experimenting with it. You're not? No. No. Why not? Left tackle? Yeah. No. With no, no Tyrant Smith? No. The back the most important portion of your offensive line aside not playing from the center. That. I'm not playing with that. No. You want to put Dak back out there? Mm. Not with an experiment. Not a no sir. <laughs> no. No. I would put it out there. I I wouldn't want to put him out there with Ty and Seki out there at left tackle. Ty and Seki, that's what he does. Yeah. Even though that might not be the, the quality of player that you want at the position, that's what he does, right? It is, it's no different if you guys were calling a, calling a game at ESPN, right? Even though the B squad comes in, they might not be as good as y'all, but guess what? That's what they do, right? So, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> nah. uh, I mean, it's just you don't want to experiment, not on the backside. You can experiment a little bit on the front side because there's a there's a, there's an element of error that's allowed there because the quarterback sees all of that. When you've got help on both sides, too. Well, but even then, if I'm a right-hand quarterback and I'm dropping back, I can see everything front side in terms of whether or not the right tackle is doing his job. My backside, I can't see that. So you're a lot more susceptible to hit some big boy hits. I mean, look at what happened to freaking Cooper Rush, and that was a front side blitz. Ooh, Lord. Imagine what happened if that was on the backside. Oh. He'd be night-night. Yeah, that that would be. And thank you, Xavier Woods, for not you know sending him to on to the medical oh center because he he didn't see it. Nope. Uh, but uh, Tynaseki also had a holding penalty that you know again if if you're a guy that's not used to playing on that side and realizing that you know Cooper Rush was stepping up in the pocket. You know, look, that's just a veteran move to not get your quarterback uh, hurt. But you're right; it's just a quality drop off, and especially if Naseki knows that he's going to start, I think he's better mm-hmm. suited. Um, to be the left tackle, even though everybody knows that he's not that deal um, as far as Smith is concerned, but we, I would be comfort, confident going into a game, especially with Vaughn Miller not playing. What do you for think, well, I mean, the Broncos, because <laughs> yeah. now he plays oh. for the Rams. He does. It, oh. That's a big trade for me. So you yeah. don't see him Sunday, but you might see him in January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. I like. I like saying. How did you guys? And I know this is talking Cowboys, but I just got to know how y'all felt about that trade when you saw it come across. That felt like that was Thanos putting the last stone in. Yeah. <laughs> that defense is real. I was the blinking eye guy. Mm-hmm. Gif. That was my reaction. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yeah. Thanos, who hasn't really looked like Thanos lately, the Chiefs just made a trade. They just went and got Melvin Ingram from the Chargers, I believe, is what that trade was. They need is that. that is they that need help. Beam? The Steelers. Or sorry, he was on the Steelers. Hmm. Yeah, they needed help bad. Yeah. What uh, was that trade for? What was sixth the... rounder? I think. That's it. That's what it sounds like. Man, I, I think when it goes back to talking about the Rams, you know, look, when my friends that are in financial circles, man, they, they use words like leverage or over leverage. And I just feel like the Rams have over leverage. They are going for the gusto this year. Well, they're that's, not, they're not, they're, they're, you want to talk about, we talk about kicking the can? Yeah, no, they ain't they kicking no can. There kicking is no can. can. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, they're kicking the Miller Light all the way down the doggone road. Yeah. They don't care about the Miller Light down there. They want it right now. I mean, I understand that's a today. <laughs> that is definitely a today decision. They handle today right right now. But that fat ram is going to be a skinny ram in two years, yeah. and they're not going to be able to handle. It. <laughs> that thing is going to be. You're going to see some ribs on that ram in 2024. I'm just saying. And like I said, they're not worried about tomorrow. It's it's today, and so you know it's it's a, it's a risk. And I don't know if they're just looking around at the rest of the NFL. FC and understanding, look, there are going to be some really good teams to face in the playoffs, so you better have your defense booted up and ready. No, I'm glad we hit that because that is something to think about moving forward. If a skinny you, ramp. Especially with the, the trade deadline <laughs> I don't know. today. I mean, they always seem to make it work under the cap, though. Uh, yeah. The thing they don't have is high draft picks. No. And that is They fly, never have had that, though. That, that flies in the face of really the rest of the league. I mean... The Patriots, for years, what they do is just try to stockpile picks, high picks, and they just do the opposite. They're like mm-hmm. in the NBA and everybody else is in the NFL. But <laughs> I hope, I credit, they're can, really I, good. I hope we can break that game down in, in our near future. Which game? Rams versus Oh, we're going to break that down. That's, we'll be there. They better be there. It's very possible, man. It's, you know. Yep. No, it's, they match up well. I mean, they have a lot of pieces now. Jesus. Uh, Rob, before we do go to break, I wanted to hear your thoughts on Lyle Collins or Ty Insecki at left tackle. Well, I mean, again, I wouldn't rule out Tyron at this point. We'll see what how the week goes. But um, yeah, I would see what how Lyle feels and looks over there. I would, I would just during the week and, and see how it goes. I mean, look, he's still working his way back. And I don't think I. This is I, this is kind of educated opinion here. I, I don't think they are upset with him. I don't think that's why he didn't play in this game. I think it, a lot of this is working his way back and not playing much in training camp. This is not a. I don't think this is a personal matter. So now the question becomes: Would he be comfortable on that side? And I would take a look at it. I mean, you said he's eleven million dollar guy. He's a really good player when he's out there. So. He did it in college. I know that was like seven years ago, but I would I would certainly take a look and see how he looked over there. Yeah, because this is a similar conversation to last week of would you put Terrence Steele out there again or would you have Lyle Collins, who was the original starter out there, except now you're dealing with a position change, and that's what you guys feel uncomfortable about, which makes a lot of sense. But I, I think personally I would do the same. I would go and throw him out there. If it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right. Then you, you've got a great – Right side backup, maybe left guard if you feel that way. But if he stands up to his word and he feels comfortable out there, then yeah, having Lyle Collins out there would make me exponentially more comfortable than having Ty Inseki at the moment if he's able to look okay during a week of practice, even though it might be a lighter one on Wednesday. You've been saying you want to see him. I do. At right tackle. I I want to see him at right tackle. (laughs) I'm with Isaiah. I don't want to experiment with this thing. Like, you know, I, I don't. You know, he's coming back from a labrum surgery. He really hadn't gotten back into shape over the over the last two years. So let's get him back right and at least put him back where he was to see how that shapes out until we go full-on fantasy football and move him <laughs> over to left tackle. I mean, that is his, that's Dak's blind side, and I don't want to risk any oopsie-daisy on that. Yeah, maybe he's not that comfortable at the right side because he's only played one game. Come on, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Just let it go. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. All right, when we come back, we hear from Cowboys Nation. We're taking Woo! your calls, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. We'll answer them next on Talking Cowboys. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential Blue for protection. And Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply now at jobs at caliber.net. That's jobs at caliber.net. How about how you broke the wallet out? Isaiah brought out the Whoa. billfold. Hello. The read's over. Sorry. I was going to get this guap because y'all got an opportunity to get this money <laughs> with Caliber Collision. If y'all choose not to get money, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What is going on? How I don't know. Do what is Chris doing back there? I can hear him moving around. What is he doing? He's he's just playing, doing his thing again. Oh, okay. We're happy to have Chris back. See, I am too. We're back are. in the building, we're baby. Happy to have him back. All right, we let's. Get on the phone, man. We're also happy <laughs> to have Brian from Iowa back on the show. Brian, first off, thanks for calling again. You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, thank you guys, and um, and uh, thank you for everything you guys do. Appreciate it, Brian. Um, Thank you, sir. Thanks. Um, my one question, well, actually I have two, but one is uh, I can't remember who during training camp said this defense needs to um, work itself out through the first half of the season. And my thing is the way that Cowboys played Sunday night, do you think they've find their peak? Of where they want to be on that defense because they're doing exactly what their main goal is just to stop uh, the main. I mean, the main focus of the offense of not able to do what 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 it wants to do. And then, um, 
which player from training camp that you guys said that that you would love to see improvement or 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 expected more of it? Which ones you've seen that had improved of your expectations or disappoint your your mm. expectations? Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Great questions, Brian. Thanks for calling, as always. And we'll start with you, Heckman, because I believe you were one of the ones talking about that defense in in that sort of way of where you needed them to be. Are they to that point yet? You know, when it when it came down to where they were in training camp, I was still thinking about the 2020 defense and how historically bad they were. So, yeah. I mean, my expectations were very low. Uh, I was thinking, especially with the way that the season started, that we needed to get some victories under our belt. We knew we had the quarterbacks on the line that we were going to play. And I think he used the right word, peaking. Um, I think I find myself in a situation after seven games that – they, as a defense, they're peaking. Offensively, they, they started the year peaking. And I've heard this term over and in this football circles about the Cowboys possibly peaking too soon. And I don't know if there's a, a such thing, and that's why I wanted to ask you that. As far as that is concerned, is there such a thing as a team peaking too soon defensively or offensively? There's, I mean, they, there, is, there is a thing. Um, in this regard, I don't think it applies simply because of the fact that we haven't had our entire defense together yet. Mm-hmm. These guys have not been together yeah. yet. We're still missing some very key pieces to our defense, so we haven't necessarily peaked. We can't peak because we don't have all of our all of our tools. Uh, but yes, there are teams that have sh- have shown too much too early, and because this league is so cerebral in terms of the the coordinators in this in this league, they see if they if you show your hand. Then they they can call they can call your bluff because now they know how to combat what you're doing and that's why it's a challenge for defense for all these coordinators in the league to only show bits and pieces every week right and make these tweaks that are that are just good enough tweaks that it throws other teams that's off. It's a chess match. It's a chess match yeah. because you can't just say okay this is our offense and we're going to run it every week and Cats is going to be like all right we got you <laughs> right and when they come out in this personnel when you see this this guy come in like we know what you're doing so there's always going to be tweaks uh, in, in peaks and valleys also throughout the throughout the games um, but. So, you know, to that point, we have we haven't peaked. We're we're not we're not anywhere close to it, and that's why I think Cowboys Nation should be excited, offensively and defensively. Yeah, I agree on both ends. Yeah, I, Isaiah said it. I mean, personnel wise, Tank Lawrence is not back yet. Neville Gallimore is not back yet. They got guys coming. Kel, Kelvin Joseph is back, but he played special two teams. snaps and he's playing special teams, and maybe he can work his way into the defensive rotation at some point. They're not. They're not perfect by any means, and that's not a knock on them. I think Dan Quinn would say that. You know, they're, they're still giving up some plays deep in the passing game. They did a much better job after the first, really, the first drive or two of eliminating that. So that's really encouraging going forward. So they're not uh, they're not a finished product by any means. I think the most exciting part about the win over Minnesota to me is that they did it in a different way. The, the defense going into the year, much like how Heckma was saying, that 2020 expectation or the expectation rolling over from 2020 was not very high for the defense. What were we saying all offseason long? If you can get that defense to middle of the road, your offense is going to be okay. Your offense is going to be a top five offense if you really want it to be. Well, they're not just a top 15 defense. I mean, they're forcing takeaways. They're doing things here and there. They're putting pressure on quarterbacks and then – all of a sudden, you don't get takeaways. Are you going to have that same success? Well, the answer on Sunday was yes, and that's what's exciting because it wasn't the calling card of what this defense was through the first six games of the year. You didn't get a takeaway, yet you still stifled a really solid offense. And Minnesota's going to win a lot of games with their offense. 
It just didn't happen this week, and I think that's what was the most exciting part about that whole deal. So, I mean, they're exceeding expectations. Uh, but to his second question about players coming out of training camp and and also, you know, exceeding those expectations are, are, are living underneath them. Leighton Van Der Esch coming in, knowing that this was going to be a contract year, I was, I, I'm definitely waiting uh, for the Wolf Hunter. And he's had those moments where it's just like, yes, Leighton is back. You know, I think he had a, um, a goal line stand tackle, things like that that he's doing. Then there are other times where you just ask yourself, like, man, what's going on with Leighton? Out of position, you know, getting held up by blocks, getting, you know, caught up in the wash, things like that. So right now I think he's been a, inconsistent to start the, the season, but he's still a guy that I'm waiting to um, to, to be better and, and take the reins as the leader that we know he can be. I was hoping to see more of Nation Wright. Mm. Um, he had an amazing camp. Obviously, OTAs um, started out with OTAs and went to camp. Um, and I, I understanding that he's a, he's a young guy, I know that you're not just going to throw a young guy to the wolves, but I was expecting to see more of him. Um, I know he's getting his special teams reps. But at that cornerback position, there's no there's no replacement for just being out there on the Experience, field. Experience, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. So I can't say that he's underperformed. He just hasn't had the opportunities. Yeah, when's the last time we've said that name on this show? <sighs> Been a minute. Mm-hmm. Been a while. Yeah. Same thing with guys like Israel Mukwamu, I think, could be thrown into that mix as well. And then Kelvin Joseph just hasn't been healthy, but he's hopefully going to get in the rotation a little bit. Yeah, I was going to mention Kelvin just because – when camp started, you thought maybe by midseason he could be pushing for time, like not maybe to start, you know. And that's that's just that timeline's dropped back. Obviously, I'll just flip around and, and I know we've talked about Jaron J- Curse, but my goodness, like mm. he played every snap again on Sunday. Wow, you know, you go into training camp and sometimes they they sign safeties for depth, yep. and you know it's probably more of a special teams type move. Well, he's I think he's still leading the team in special teams, but he's also right up there in tackles and. I that just I I think they're surprised that he's been as good as he has been. They Man. thought he could contribute on defense, but maybe not quite this. He has fit that Dan Quinn mold like a glove. Mm. I mean, he has been fantastic Can't in terms say of what he's done. Um, my guy would be Anthony Brown. I think Anthony Brown has ex- exceeded expectations even as after an early part of the season where he didn't necessarily look like he was great. I mean, that Tampa Bay game, he was not great at all. And then I think from there on, he's had better games as it's gone along. And I think this was his best game of the season uh, by far. So I think he he's one of those guys that I think uh, has certainly, I guess, gone above and beyond. All right, let's hear from Mike from New York, a regular caller here on the show. Mike, how's it going? You're back on Talking Cowboys. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, yeah, obviously you guys know I call all the time. Uh, I have two questions. If we uh, if we get our defensive line, I'm hoping we get Lawrence and Gilmore back. You think they'll be back before Thanksgiving game or after? What do you guys think, Rob? Thanksgiving game or after? Uh, oh man, you, that that's a nice little over under right there because I, uh, Jerry was asked about. It. He said I don't know if it's going to be the next couple weeks, but. We'll see. I think he's getting closer. I think sometime this month I could see them starting the practice window for him, but I don't have a great feel on when exactly he's going to be back. I think I think that later in November is a nice little spot there. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And, and that's one thing Mike McCarthy was asked about yesterday, right, and I think it got everybody pretty excited because uh, he said that if it's not this week, next week. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Like here, here's Demarcus Lawrence. He's back. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. That was a broken foot. Yeah. He, had, he had surgery on a broken foot. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not rush the guy back, one. And two, I mean, 
if you were to be activated in two weeks, that would be what eight and a half weeks removed from yeah. the injury. Yeah, I mean, I think six to eight was kind of a reasonable timetable, but I thought it was more of eight to ten. Maybe mm, maybe on the, the maybe on the, maybe on the optimistic side, six to eight. You know, okay. but I, I think it, it's getting closer as we move into November. I think Thanksgiving's not a bad little timeline, more or less. You know, we'll see. And and for me, you know, Mike <clears throat> Neville Gallimore is the person I I know yeah. that Tank is coming back and I for the future I want Tank to be healed up and not rush him back uh, but Neville Gallimore is a player that I'm looking to see how he impacts this defensive line as well with everything that we have we've been bringing Hamilton and other guys up from the practice squad but you know once you have Neville Gallimore up there you, that that kind of solves that whole problem and getting him back in the rotation with this defensive line that's man these guys are hunting they, they are putting pressure uh, where it needs to be and yeah I think he'd be the key piece of that especially when we're talking about trade deadlines and things like you got guys that are coming from uh, IR pup that could be like a trade, making a big trade. I don't know if we see Tristan Hill back in a Cowboys uniform. Oof. I don't know if we do. I, that's, the, that's like one of the, the probably the, the highest and highly anticipated player that I'm looking forward to seeing back. I want to see Hill back. I mean, obviously I want D-Law back, but I want, yeah. I want Hill back even more than Gallimore. Because you're intrigued. I like no, I'm not just intrigued. I like his motor. Okay. And I think what he does, what the energy that he brings fits perfectly with this system. It fits perfect. You need a guy to get upfield. He freaking he almost says I'm wrong. He motors now. <laughs> he motors he gets, Go don't ahead. Me wrong. Go he ahead. gets up the field. <laughs> you know where I was going with that. He yes. gets up the field. Um, the break. And I and I like that energy. So I mean, just just imagine you have Gregory with his energy. You have D Law with his, his energy, right? You have you have Tristan Hill, and then you could throw throw Gallimore or, or, or um, any you know, or any of those other guys in there in that other D tackle position. I like the energy of those three guys that I name. Um, I just want to see it, man. I just want to see. It. And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, I mean, do what you got to do. But I want to see him, and I think he's worked his butt off probably to get back to this position. Yeah, that that rotation would be fantastic oh, to sick. watch, man. I mean, already I, I sent out a tweet the other day. Osa Digizua and and Carlos <laughs> Watkins are so much fun to watch together. And we were saying the same thing early in the season last year about Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill. And that was before Neville Gallimore Dude, even took off. That's a great point, Kyle, because when you talk about a player with a motor, I don't think people are giving enough credit to Carlos Watkins and yes. the motor that he has. I mean, because he is continuously coming as well in that rotation. That's a full room. It is. It's mm. a full room, man. Yeah. I mean, but to your point, Kyle, I mean, if he – I'll say this. I would agree with you in terms of him not seeing wearing a Cowboys jersey again if he had played up to this trade deadline. If he had played prior to this trade deadline, I think he might have been one of the guys that the, that you, we might have seen get dealt for a position that mm. we really need uh, some depth at <clears throat> corner. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the fact that he hasn't played yet, there's no trade equity there. Gotcha. There's no there's no there's not enough meat on the bone to say, hey, this is a guy that you guys should get. They're gonna be like, nah, we haven't seen him. Right, so you can only really trade guys that you've seen. It's a good point because you can't really use him as as anything for anything of substantial yeah. value from another uh, organization. But let's take our second break. Kareem from North Carolina, we're going to get you on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Talking Cowboys.
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys Way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you can see every exciting play book an appointment at your local oh wrong one Ex- book a book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor could do for you <laughs> see more do more Essilor <laughs> that was the best one yet oh, from Heckma I think it's just oh, a little tap what just tap it in where did his shoulder come from <laughs> <laughs> It's like he was swinging a baseball bat. Oh, exactly. He struck yeah, he's, out. He's, That's about follow through. Come oh, on. Atlanta no. Braves right in there. Jeez. Houston Man. Astros. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Good job, Heck. That was your best one. Well done. Nice touch. nice touch. Nice touch. Heck, my Harrison, nice Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the backup, Kyle Yeomans. And now we're joined by Kareem from North Carolina. Kareem, Kareem. how's it going, man? Man, how y'all doing, man? I just I just want to start off by saying I'm 35. I've been a Cowboys fan since I was about five or six years old. Okay. I vividly remember um, the Cowboys being down at halftime versus the Bills in 1992, mm. and I was crying because I thought they would lose. Like, I've been invested into this team for almost 30 years now, and my question is, <clears throat> okay, so I, I watch all the shows, you know, and I've seen Stephen Jones say, you know, like, player acquisition and, and making the team better is a 365-day-a-year job. And my question is, I, and I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have discussed this, but why does it seem as if all the teams that we may potentially see in the playoffs are getting these game-changing players through trades for little to nothing? I mean, six-round picks, third-round picks. I mean, it just seems as if 
the type of players that are getting traded around us are going to come back to bite us in the behind when it comes to, you know, the big dance. So I just wanted to know, uh, you know, are we just not doing enough or, or as Steven says, are we comfortable with the guys that we got? It just seems a lot like uh, Jason Garrett's regime to me. Mm, bad word. Well, thank you very much for the call, Kareem, and that's a fantastic question because I think my I think my thought process on that has switched the last two days because originally we we addressed this on the show and I think three fourths of us said that we wanted to stay put rather than than make a trade because of the guys that are coming back, but I also said if the right deal presents itself, then go for it. If the right deal is there, go for it. And right now. A second and a third, I know that's a lot for Von Miller, but at the same time, it's Von Miller. And then you just saw Melvin Ingram go to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick. That's nothing. Where where are those deals at? Where can we get some of those? They don't fall in your lap. If you want something, you got to go get it, right? And I, I don't think that we've ever been – the only time I've ever seen this organization as of late, last 10 years, be aggressive is when going to get Coop. Mm-hmm. And what when they had a need and they went and addressed it. That was the first time I said, doggone it, Dallas. Great job. You went and you said you threw it on the table. You said, we need this position. We're going to get the guy that we want and let's and they made it happen. We need that again, to his point. We need that again. We need a shutdown corner to put across from 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 Diggs. We need it. I can't say names on the show, but we need it. We yeah. need and, and I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think it will happen by three o'clock today, our time. I don't see it happening. I wish, I hope. You know, and unfortunately, when I say that, guys have to leave, and I and I hate that for guys. That's the business. But at the end of the day, as an organization, your job is to put your guys in the best position possible to go out there and win a doggone championship because you only have so many opportunities. The teams that he's talking about are, I did, they're, they're recognizing that it's one thing to have a really good team, and oh, we went all, we went this far in the playoffs. That doesn't mean anything. If you don't walk away with a ring, with with the ring, nobody wants to wear an NFC, uh, NFC championship ring. Nobody oh, cares about that. Mm-hmm. Right, you want the dog on Super Bowl ring? That's the only one that matters, you know. And I'm, I'm blessed to have one. There's a lot of guys who are a lot better than me that, that don't have one, right? And that sucks for them. And maybe it's because of their teams weren't good. Or maybe it was because their organizations didn't put them in position. But I would hate for us to be this close to a roster that we feel doggone good about to not go out there and pull the trigger on somebody that we feel that will make the difference on our team. <sighs> I'm conflicted, and you know I have been, mm-hmm. and, and because I believe in the roster that we have. I, I Look, when we go to the cupboard and for the Dallas Cowboys, what don't we have? We have a playmaker at running back. We have a playmaker at the quarterback. We have a playmaker at receivers. We have a playmaker. We have playmakers on the offensive line. A lot of I, offensive linemen. Um, defensively, that were all your questions. Mm-hmm. But you bring in a guy like Osa Digizua that is exceeding expectations. You brought in those players that, uh, as Mickey Spagnola say, those bridge players, those filler pr- players. And that's how you build your roster. That's the way I've seen NFL teams. When you talk about the Patriots, they build it through the draft and also bringing in those filler players and not overreaching uh, for, for free agents. There are a lot of I want everybody. You know, I want if they can make my team better, I want them all. But just dealing in the reality of it, I think that especially with your cap being as it is right now, withstanding next year, and I know we're like joking about where the cap is. Cap's not real. It, maybe it's not. But I'm just they saying. Got some when, tough decisions well, to make next it's year. Some, yeah, some tough decisions. No doubt. Go ahead. I hear you, and I get it. Be the Rams in this in this in this instance, okay? The Rams don't give a dog on about next year or the year down the road. They need it now. Why? Because you're only guaranteed today, 
right? You're guaranteed this year. This is what you're guaranteed. What happens in the future, you don't have any control over no. that, right? You can prepare, right? You can have great planning and all that kind of jazz, estate planning, whatever you want to call it. You are in control of what you got going on right now. They recognize they went out and did two major trades this year. Major trades. Not just, okay, these are guys that are fairly spot fillers. Man. They went out and they said, who are we going to be? What do we need to do? We need to dog our quarterback to get. We have the weapons. Let's yep. go get a quarterback. Let's get a quarterback who can throw the ball down the field because we got guys that can do it. Guess what? He's up there in the MVP candidate position right now. Yeah, most right? touchdowns for a team or for a quarterback in his first year with a team Absolutely. in NFL history. They said, okay, we have one of the best D linemen to ever play the game, somebody who has 90 plus sacks since 2014. Who else could we add as we get ready to face, get ready for this playoff run that will make a difference on the edge? Huh. Freaking Von Miller. Let's go get him. Right? They did that. As we look at our roster, you guys are absolutely correct. Quarterback, boom, bing, got it. Offensive lineman, bing, got it. Right? Tight ends, bing, got it. Running back, boom. Receivers, all that stuff. Offense, okay, good. All right, now let's go to defense. Defensive line, boom, money. A linebacker, we felt really good. Cox is gone, that sucks, okay, but we still feel pretty good about the linebacker position. Safeties, balling. Cornerback, we got one that's a dog. We got a couple other guys that can fill in. What are we going to face as we get into the playoffs? Weapons. Tons of them. Tons of them. So if there's one spot that you know that you need to secure, why would you leave that up for question? Why would you leave that up for, hey, A. Brown, we appreciate you. J. Lou, we appreciate you. All these other guys, we appreciate you. But you're not a shutdown guy. If we had to, if, if I'm playing against the Dallas Cowboys, I say that's their weak spot. And if you can sure it up and, and not have a, a glaring weak spot, why wouldn't you? Rob, what do yeah, you think? I mean, we don't know that they're not looking at that. We don't. I mean, we don't know that. Um, Jerry did say you're in a better position of power, basically, if you're kind of letting mm. the phone ring towards you and not. That being said, you got you know, if you really want something, you got to you know look at it. We don't know exactly what they're doing. Nope. I will say, generally speaking, when you pay Dak Prescott as much as you pay him, you've got to have. I think you have to have that draft capital, those first, second round, third picks, hit on those. Four or five years, it's not killing your cap. Yeah, you've got to be able to do that. And the Rams with with golf. I mean, look, I, I'm with you guys. If you can find opportunities to, and it's the right deal, do it. I mean, I'm 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 not saying you should just sit pat necessarily, but you know, with with, with Stafford, they missed they missed on their first round pick in their mind or first yeah. overall pick with golf, and they had to fix that. Yep. And they gave up a lot of what three first round yes, picks to did. do that. You start doing that. You're not having Micah Parsons on your team or Trayvon Diggs or C.D. Lamb or these guys that are, are now going to be the face of your team for the next five years. Mm-hmm. It's a delicate line to walk. And I'm not saying they have a great team and they're going to probably be in the mix here in January, but it's a different way of doing business. You yeah. know? And, and, and I would not take the draft. Most teams trade away draft picks. I wouldn't. I think that we, because we're, we're really successful right now, we have a plethora of guys at certain positions, they're all playing well. If you ever had player equity, not draft equity, but player equity, we have that right now. Yes, you do. In terms of depth on the roster. Yes, in terms of being yeah. able to trade multiple guys away, potentially, or maybe a guy in a draft pick, right, that you feel to get lower draft pick, that you're not killing yourself for your future. Mm-hmm. right? I think this is the best position that you can possibly be in right now. And I, I hear you. And when, when you see what the Chiefs did, what you just said was being reported today with, with Ingram, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a get better quickly Steel. move. You know? That's a move so I would have made. That's a, that's Especially a good with linebacker and Jabril Cox, I would have made that move. But I don't think, I don't. I mean, obviously we don't know. I don't think Pittsburgh called them and was like, hey, Give us a six rounder, we'll give you him. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were like, "Hey, uh, yeah." So him, we we know y'all got might have some stuff going on. How about him? What what you need? Like they went, they, I'm pretty sure they went out and said, "That's who we want." 
if I, I think if Dallas is going to get better, I hear I hear Mr. Jones saying, okay, we're in a good position. Guys, call us. Usually, the guy that you want to go get isn't just going to fall in your lap. But when it comes down to Ingram, he's a guy that isn't playing for the Steelers because the guy that they drafted is outplaying him. And so that's what you want to have happen. Absolutely. If you call a guy and say, hey, man, does he still have any anything in the tank? And they go, oh, yeah, he still does. Of course they're going to say that yeah, so course. they can get the draft. Yeah. But I just feel like right now the Rams are looking around. I don't want to be arrogant enough. They're looking at how good we are, and they know they need to get a guy. But I'm just going to say this. They're looking around, and they recognize that they need to get better on defense. The defense that already has yeah. a Guy that is a destroyer, but and you know, a but they're, but they're but they're preparing for what's to come. They're preparing for Dallas. They're preparing for Tampa. They're preparing for Arizona, right? And all the all these teams Green that Bay. they know that Green Bay, they know what they're going to have to face. These guys are going to line up two to at least two great receivers, if not three great receivers. Every time we step on the field. So we need guys to hurry up and get to this quarterback. We have two really good corners, right? We got now we have a pass rush. We line up right now versus Rams. Who you got? Why are you gonna do that? I just, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. Why are you gonna do that? Why are you gonna do that? We're gonna do it in January. If we do it in January. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I think we will too. I yeah, just, I just I, think I've it's got a feeling too. Yeah. I really do. And I mean, to your credit, if you want to talk about weapons, just the the teams that we named. If you want to look at the list of the top wide receivers in the NFL right now, Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Mari Cooper, and then the Rams themselves have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah. So it's. Everyone has weapons. No doubt about it. You got to find a way to do it. So I don't know. Maybe that is the move, but Rob's putting up great points here as well. You don't want to sacrifice your future. That's the line leverage. You have to walk over leverage. That's the line. Right move is available. <laughs> oh, Isaiah just crossed the line. Yeah, just jumped over that. He just jumped, jumped over, over the line. line. Go secure the bag, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Tomorrow we're previewing Broncos offense and Cowboys defense. What does Denver have in store? For Chris Beam in the back, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeoman. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!